All right. Uh, what happens to you from here until the end of the Masechta, I think, is, is yeah, from what I remember, is easy. So we're up to the beginning of the 13th parak, Kuf Dalad Mabez. The Mishnah on the bottom says like this. The Mishnah says, Shnei Dayani Gzeris Hayyubishalayim. There were two Rabbonim who made Gzeris. They made decrees in Yushalayim. Obviously, the Gemara is going to ask, how could you say there's just two Rabbonim in Yushalayim? I'm sure were, the answer is going to be there were a lot, but there were two Rabbonim that were known for making decrees, and their names were Admain and Chonon ben Avshalom. Admain and Chonon. Chonon Oymer Shnei Dvarim. Chonon. The beginning of the parak. Did I not? Does that make sense? I think I got up to it yesterday. I don't know. Oh, you didn't come to the daf yesterday. Yeah, the, up to, we finished the parak yesterday. So up to the new parak on Kuf Dalim Beis, the bottom of the... Uh, yeah, so there were two Rabbonim in Yerushalayim who were known for making gzeris, for making decrees. Chanan and Avshalom. Chanan and Mishnedvarim. Chanan said two things. Admin and Meshiva. Admin said seven. All of these nine decrees, the Chacham disagreed with. This parak is going to be going through those nine decrees. So... Let's start with the first one of Chanan's decrees that the Rabbana were not a fan with. If someone went overseas and his wife's away, so she wants Mazinus. It's dumb. You have to give your wife food. You travel to, to Eretz Yisrael, she, she wants food. She has the right to go to Bezdin and demand some of your property. She, she can't leave it without any food. The Ishatev asked Mazinus, she wants Mazinus. Chanan, I go to the next page. Chanan says, Tishava Basayf. She does not have to swear, if she, when she gets the mezayna, she doesn't have to swear that she's not like double dipping and that she's not taking something that's rough, uh, uh, not right. The only time she swears is when she gets the ksuba, at some point when she gets the ksuba, when the divorce or upon death, then she swears, oh, hey, I, I also didn't take anything unlawfully. But she could grab mezaynas without swearing. She comes into court and says, my, my husband's overseas, I need $100 a, a week just to survive, they'll give her $100 from the estate. That's Chanan Shita. But the Kanayanim Gedolim disagreed, and they say no. No, she can't take anything without without swearing. She has to swear. She wants even a hundred dollars. How do we know that she's not just pocketing a hundred dollars and doing this every day, going to a different court? She's got to swear. So that was the first thing. Amrav Daisav and Hurkinis, Kedavrei Amrav Daisav and Hurkinis agreed that she has to swear. That she does not have to swear. So that was the first of the decrees of Chanan, the Dayan of, 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 of Yushalayim, that whether she has to swear if she's collecting Mizainus when her husband's overseas. That's the, by the way, the rest of the daf is not related to anything. So, yeah, borderline Gemara. So, first the Gemara is going to. Focus on the fact that it said that there were only two Dayanim in Yerushalayim. The problem is that there are prices that indicate there were three. First of all, Urmini, you're telling me there were two Rabbonim who, who made Gezeris in Yerushalayim. The Brisa says, Shloisha Dayanim, Gezeris in Yerushalayim. There's two differences in this Brisa. It says that there were three, not two. And it calls them, instead of Rabbonim who makes Gezeris, it says Dayanim Gezelos, the Rabbonim of theft. The Rabbanim were in charge of dealing with theft. So were they Rabbanim in charge of dealing with decrees or theft? And was it three or two? This Bryce says it was three. And what were the names? Admon ben Gadai. So for Chonan HaMitzri v'Chonan Ben Shalom. So this second one was Chonan HaMitzri. So the question is, is it three or two? And are they Rabbanim of Gezeros or Gezelos? So the Gemara says, Kasha Tlasa Trin, Kasha Gezeros HaGzelos. So that's the question. So the answer to the first question of whether it's three or two, the answer is very simple. There are three Rabbanim, but two are more Chashiv than the three. So our Mishnah is listing the most Chashiv. Okay. 
The question of whether it's two or three is very simple. It listed the ones that were the most chashiv and the ones that were not the most chashiv. It did not list. So our Mishnah listed two out of three because they were the most chashiv, but they were technically a trio. Elgzelos Agzeros Kasha. But the last question is, were they Rabbanim of Gezeros decrees or Gezelos theft? So the answer is they were Rabbanim of decreeing about theft. Okay. They were Rabbanim who made decrees about theft. Kidatanya, as the Braisa says, one example of the decree that they made, Kitma Natiya. Kitma Katiya. There's a Gemara over there, but I don't know if it's the right one. There's a Gemara in the front shelf by all the art scrolls. I don't know if it's... Now, by the way, it says theft. It doesn't really mean theft. It means monetary. Kazeris. I didn't know if it was the right. I thought it was... Because that's Ksuvah 2. You're looking for Ksuvah 3. That's why. So the Gemara says, Kidatanya, as the Braisa says, Kitma Natiya. So the answer was, they were abundant of decrees, but they were decrees regarding monetary law. What's an example of one of their decrees? Kitmanatia. If your animal goes into my field, right, and it and it destroys a tree, so the, you obviously have to pay. If your animal destroys a tree, you gotta pay. But it's very easy to like figure out the value of a tree, but like a baby tree is harder to figure out because it didn't it's really upstairs that I promise you. You can walk around this, this I promise you it's upstairs. It's in front of the art scroll shelves. There's a Gemara on the table. So, no, that's fine. That's fine. So, the, 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 if, if you have a baby tree, baby trees, um, baby trees have a different value because they haven't like, grown yet. So you don't know what they're going to grow. You don't know their potential yet. So there was like, a monetary amount that you had to pay for a baby tree. So the Kitmanatiya, if your animal destroyed a baby tree, Rav and these Rabbanim who made the decrees in Yerushalayim said, a tree that's only a year old, you have to pay two silver ma, and bashteishanim arba ma. And, and two years old, you got to pay four ma. But the point is not the tree part. The point is you see that they were called the Rabbanim of the decrees regarding theft, regarding monetary. Okay, so you're telling me there are only two Rabbanim in Yerushalayim who make Gezeris. But wait a minute, there are many. Shloisha Dayani Gezeris HaYibishalayim. This Bryce says there were three. Admain Chanan V'Nochum. This Rav Nochum. So why didn't he make the list? Some Rav Papa, Mantan, Nochum, Rav Nosen. The answer is, it's a Machloik, is how many Rabbanim there were. Our version of the Mishnah says there were two. That Bryce says three. He was following Rav Nosen. Rav Nosen added Rav Nochum. That is part of the three. Titania, Rav Nosan Oimer, Af Nachum Amadi, Mikoizik Zeshim Shalim, Hayyavalai Hodlachacham. It's a machloikis whether Nachum Amadi was part of the three. Okay. So the question, the Gemara assumes for a second that there are only two Rabbonim in Yerushalayim. Obviously, the question is that's ridiculous. There were way more than two Rabbonim. Rasul Lak, are there only two, two or three Rabbonim in Yerushalayim? Hamrav Pinchas, Hamrav Aishir, Pinchas, Hamrav Aishir says, Shalish Mesa Tishim, Varba Bate Dinim, Hayyushalim. There were 394 Bate Dinim in Yerushalayim. Connecting but the there were 394 shuls in Yushalayim. Connecting but the madrasas, 394 but the madrasas, yeshivas. Connecting but the from 394 yeshivas, schools. So, how could you say there were just three? There were 394 bebezdins. So, the answer is, there were a lot of rabbanim. We're talking about the rabbanim who made the decrees. There was one bezdin specialized. There were one bezdin that specialized in making decrees. There were a lot more that were. Thousands of Rabbonim, but there were three that were the stood out. Amrav Yudam Rav. 
Geyser Gezeres Shav Yishalayim, these are Abon of Yishalayim, Hayunaitlan Schar and Tisha, Vetesha, Mone, Mitshumis Halishka. These Rabbonim of Yushalayim who made the decrees were paid from the communal fund 99 mana, 99 mana, which is a lot of money. That's what they were paid. That was their compensation. Um, now, we'll talk about this in a second. Lairotsu, if they didn't want to accept this amount, my Sifan meaning if they wanted more, we would give them more. So the question is. These are Rabbonim. That's a lot of money. Like, well, what type of Rabbonim, like, say, I need more? That, that's not appropriate. So the Gemara says, Loi Rotsu, Otabur Shiask, you know, we're talking about Rishayim, that they want more money for the. It's like their salary was $100,000, but if they want more, they'll give them more. It's like, these are, these are Pasha Rabbonim from Mishalayim. Like, well, why are they asking for more? So the answer is no. No, no, it means they would give them this amount. If that amount didn't cover their expenses, even if they didn't want, we forced them to take more. Okay. Now this introduces, this is the evolution of the daf. We mentioned they were Rabbanim Yishalayim. Now that we just mentioned that they got paid from the communal fund, they had a salary. Now the Gemara is going to introduce, how do you pay Rabbanim, Dayanim, especially Dayanim, how are Dayanim paid without it being um, corruption, without it becoming, leading to Shaychad, uh, which is, um, uh, in English, what's it called, um, bribes. How does a die and get paid? You see, they got paid from the communal fund. But like in New York, there's no communal fund. So what happens when you go to Bezin, you have to pay. By the way, people don't realize you go to Bezin, you have to pay. So the question is, so how, how is that fair? How is that right? That's what this daf talks about. And then it leads to just bribery in general, the, ru- the laws of bribery for judges. So the Gemara says, Karna habashakal istera mezakev ister mechayi v'don ludina. Karna was a judge. He would get paid. I'm going to pick, it's called an istera, but I'll say $100 from both parties, before he would judge. So before he, they, he would sit down, you'd have the plaintiff and the defendant, he would say, $100 both. And then he would judge. Now, the reason why he would do that is because if he took it at the end, then it's like, it seems like you're, you know, you're, like you're taking money from the innocent guy because you got paid. He took more money before, before he even heard the question. Now, the question is, are you allowed to do that? Is a judge allowed to get paid? Isn't being paid by the defendants and the plaintiffs kind of close to bribery? You're getting paid by them. Anytime you're paid by someone, you become, you become like, um, you know, connected to them and you become reliant on them. Money um, corrupts. So how is he allowed to? So the Gemara says, How could he get paid by the defendant and uh, by, the, by the litigants? You're not allowed to take a bribe. So the Gemara answers, So the first answer is maybe it's only a bribe if you take it from one, one, one party. He's taking it from both. It's not a bribe if you take it from both. The problem is that's not true. It could be a bribe from both. It's a double bribe. So the Gemara says, because you're being paid by both. Now both people, now you now you favor when when someone pays when someone gives you money, you naturally are drawn to that person. So when you're paid by both, the Gemara's like, well, if you're paid by both, you're not drawn to either. Or you're actually drawn to both. You're still now looking and trying to help out both of them. That could be considered bribery. The Gemara says, Even if you don't take both, because here's the thing, bribery, and this is a big side, bribery doesn't mean you're going to corrupt. When I was in, I remember when I was in, um, when I was in, uh, uh, brought for jury duty, there was a certain, I was almost on a case, it was a whole complicated thing, and there was a certain, the case was a certain, about a certain type of uh, violent crime. 
And they asked me if I had ever been involved. Like, so I, my family had ever a friend. So I said a friend of mine had been like held at gunpoint, whatever it was. So I was called in privately by the lawyer, the Jewish, the judge. She called me in privately with all the lawyers, just me. And she said, I don't know. And then the, the lawyer said, Are you, I don't understand. If a guy is clearly innocent because you had shaykhs, you're going to find him guilty? So I said, Of course not. I said, I've other not. I'm just saying, I was involved. If I find, if it's clear, of course. I said, the shayla is, what if it's 50-50? Okay, whatever. Bribery is not because you're going to corrupt the court. If you have a rav, and you go to him, and you say, you know, here's the case, and he finds you innocent, and you are innocent, I'll be shulchan aruch, and you pay him, and you're like, the shulchan aruch says you're innocent. And he points to the shulchan aruch, and then you're like, thank you so much, here's 50 bucks. That's awesome. Shoichad, um, Bribes are not allowed to be taken, even if the psak is still the same, even if the psak is correct. That's still oser. Even a tip is considered oser. So how could he take from both sides? You're going to say, well, if he's taking from both sides, he's not going to be corrupted because he, the answer is it's still bribery. And you have to figure out, it's actually very interesting of what bribery is, but bribery is not just because we're afraid that you'll, you'll, you'll tip the case. It's that it's corruption by nature for a judge to paskin with anything else being a factor is usher by nature. So the Gemara says, "Vatanya v'shoicha lo yisikach." The pasuk says, "You should not take a bribe." Matamalemer. What does it mean? I'll take a bribe. Im If a bribe means that I can't find someone who's guilty, innocent, and innocent guilty, I don't need a pasuk to tell me that. That's called corruption. Meaning, there's one pasuk that says, "Don't corrupt judgment." Then there's another person, don't take a bribe. Don't corrupt judgment means, if someone's innocent, don't find him guilty. So a bribe means, even if you're finding the innocent person innocent, and the guilty party guilty, it's still us to take a bribe. Hashem doesn't want, it's not right, for you to take money involved in your court case, even if you have the correct outcome. The Gemara says, but the Pasuk says you're not let it corrupt. The Pasuk is telling you, you're not allowed to take a bribe, even if you find the correct judgment, because it's not right, maybe because in the future it'll cause problems, or maybe it's just because Tyre is MS, and anytime you have money, money involves corruption, and even if in this case it's not corruption, Hashem does not want money involved in the decision making. So the question is, how could Karna take from both litigants? That's bribery. So the Gemara says, now by the way, this is, this is actually very important because practical halacha, when you do go to Besdin in the Vatara Bonham of Queens and you go to a court case, they charge you. Both parties pay. So the question is, how, how is this allowed? It's corruption. So the Gemara says, no. Answer number two, first we thought it's not corruption because you're paying both parties. The answer is no good. Answer number two, The answer is, you're not taking it as a form of a bribe, you're taking it as a, a fee. Take it as a fee. Okay. Now, meaning, you're telling the guy, I'm not taking meaning. The answer is, uh, I just want to, last day of, of different schedule. I, I want to just uh, free up my next cover. So I'm going to start with uh, Ms. Achtemar. Um, could we start tomorrow? Sorry about that. So, so the answer number one, answer number two is that when Karna would take it, he would say, this is not a bribe, this is a fee. 
Problem is, you're not allowed to take a fee for a judgment. The halacha is that if you take fees for being a judge, your decisions are void. Meaning, it's not okay to take it even as a fee. So how did Karna do it? So answer number three, and this is borderline the answer that we rely on, and that is, if you take it as a fee, your, your decisions are void. He didn't take it as a fee, he did, took it, it's called which is, you're paying him not for the fee for what he's doing, but you're compensating the fact that he's unemployed right now. Meaning, for the judge, you're not paying him to give a decision, halacha decision, that's not allowed. What you're doing is, when he's sitting here on a Monday morning, he's not an accountant and he's not a lawyer, so you have to pay him for not taking other jobs. Tomatari has learned out from this. Now the problem, by the way, also you have to be like, but you're not going to which job? You're not going to pay him. You know, <laughs> I could be uh, a hedge fund. Okay, like uh, you understand you're it. Still having, still Correct. This is the hunter. Now correct because you're not getting it's not affecting judgment it's not corruption because you're getting paid by both sides so it's not corruption and it's not a bribe because you're not being paid as as a judge you're being paid as now the problem is even is not allowed the problem is is that even allowed right if you're paid as a fee we said that your decisions are void the Brisa says if you get paid as a judge it's a good judgment, but it's disgusting. So it's like, so if you're paid as a fee, decision is void. If you're paid uh, what's called schar which is compensation for not be, for being unemployed at that time, that is disgusting. <laughs> so, and the Gemara speaks it. When the Brisa says that if you make this decision, if you get paid, it's disgusting. That's obviously not referring to being paid as a fee, because if you paid as a fee, the decisions are null and void. So when it says the decisions are real, it's just disgusting. It must be talking about where you're paying schar betela. So you see, schar betela is not allowed. So is schar betela allowed or not? Again, schar betela means you're paying and for being unemployed at that time. So you know what the answer is? The answer is, hani mili betela doi mochach, karna betela de mochach havashakli. The answer is, if you pay a Rav to be unemployed at that time, to be available, okay. let me ask you a question. See, I know that you, you have a job right now. And I know that you're capable of having a job. So if you say to me, hey, I'm going to spend all day with you the next three days, and I pay you, that makes sense, because I'm paying you to not go to your other job. What if you show up, and I don't know who you are, and you look raggedy, and you look homeless, and you're like, oh, I'm going to pay me to not have, I'm like, what other job? You don't have another job. The dayanim you could pay is only if it was clear and known that they were capable and had other jobs. Karna, that judge, had an expertise. His expertise was he's a, he was a wine sommelier. He was able to smell wine and tell you whether it was good or bad and to invest and all that stuff. So when he was a judge, you could pay him for being unemployed because it's not like you're paying him like he's a bum off the street. He had another option. Clearly had another option. I guess, Bisman, is that we assume that Dayanim are capable of having other jobs, I guess. Or it could be this other, it could be you're paying for fees, for filing fees. I don't know, maybe there's other ways, but, but I, I don't know. The Gemara says, Karna himself, have a tahi ba'amber the Karna, when he wasn't a judge, he would be 
in a, a wine store and he would smell wine and tell them stocking and tell them how long and, and whatever that entails. The Yohev Lezuza. And they would pay him for the service. So when he, because a judge, you knew that you weren't just paying him for being a die and you were paying him to not be in the wine store, which was a legitimate option. The Gemara gives another example. Rav Huna, who was also a judge, when he was a judge, because again, they weren't Dayanim all the time. It wasn't like nowadays where they were just like sitting Dayanim. They would probably be a Dayan once a week. So when Rav Huna would sit as judge, he would say, pay me so that I can get someone to water my fields. Meaning Rav Huna had fields. And every day he would bring water to irrigate his fields. And it was known. So if you're paying him to be a judge, you, you have to compensate the fact that he's not at his other job. His other job was a farmer. Okay. Now we're going to just go from here into the... I don't know. Practical halach, I'm not sure. I have to check it up. But this is the sugya. Um, from here to the end of the daf, is just going to talk about bribery. Bribery? Bribery. Just bribery of judges. The Gemara says, Amr The Pasuk says that if you accept a bribe, it causes you to be blind, because you don't see the negative in people that give you money, because he's really, you don't want to see the negative. So the Gemara says, come and see how blind are those that accept bribes. Blind in this case means how Rashi says how foolish, how foolish it is to accept a bribe. The pasuk says that if you accept a bribe, your eyes go blind. Now that means metaphorically, but it also means literally. It's a punishment for taking bribes as you'll blind yourself. Now, Baruch Hashem, you know, you know, Baruch Hashem, you have surgeries now to fix eyesight. How much would you pay for complete eyesight? There's no money in the world. And you have these judges, how much are they accepting? 100 bucks, 200 bucks. And the POSIC is telling you it affects your eyesight. And it's like how foolish you are to do something that's stupid that affects your eyesight. The Gemara says. So hold on, so therefore it also affects the You're saying a positive form of Shaykhar? Yeah, yeah, for sure. The Gemara says, the Gemara says, I'll prove it to you how foolish it is. If you have someone that has problems in their eyes, how much money did they spend to fix it? There's no money, whatever. You, you spend whatever you, whatever you have because and every time you have a surgery and every time you have medicine, it's not like you're definitive that it's going to heal the eye. That's Hashem allows you to do your best. And these judges are taking what? 50 bucks? 20 bucks, not a lot of money. And the Pasuk says, the Pasuk says they're going to be blind from it. And it's a punishment of Hashem. So they're, they're, they're putting their eyesight in, in, in jeopardy for what? For $50? Is there anything more foolish than that? The Gemara continues. Bribe blinds the eyes of the Chachamim. All the more so if, listen, if a Shaychad, if bribery, Blinds Rabbonim, it'll definitely br- blind uh, foolish people. And if it causes Sadiqim to, to, to be affect their judgment, what, what a bribery can do to like a you know a, a crooked cop and you know and, and a Rosha. The Gemara says, well, midi tipshim The Pasuk says we're just saying now, imagine how bad bribery is for those that are foolish and those that are Rashaim. Which Dayanim are foolish and Rashaim? 
What it means is that you could have someone that starts off as a Chacham. If he starts taking bribes, eventually he'll become a Rasha. And eventually he'll become foolish. We're talking about in court. So the pasuk saying that even uh, how more a Russia? What, the answer is what type of Russia takes Shaykha? The answer, uh, what type of Russia is on a Bezdin? The answer is they don't start off as a Rishon. But if you take bribes, at some point you will. The Gemara says Kiyaser of Dimi Omar Darush of Nachman Bar Koyin. My Dichse, what does it mean? Melech b'Mishpat Yamid Aretz, right? The king upholds the world through judgment. The Ish Truma Isir Senu. But a man of gifts, but giving gifts overthrows judgment. What does it mean? The Pasuk is describing a judge like a king. What it means is a judge has to act like a king, just like a king doesn't take money, he doesn't need anything. He's got everything he needs, he doesn't take bribes. You can't bribe a king, he owns everything. A judge has to be like a king, and he can't be like a kayin. He said, Kahanu didn't have money, so he would have to go around asking for truma. If a judge is like a kayan asking for truma, then it's overthrown. The Gemara continues, Amr Abar Shila. So that's interesting because, again, that's what I was touching on. That the Kohanim, the, they're getting money from Kayasar, so then they're affected in some way. Sure. They're but they're not Dayano. Yeah. And you get Ava when you're getting. A, Good type of judge, good type of bribery. The Gemara says, "Amr Rabbi Shila, Hai Daina Deshoil Sheilna." If a judge borrows things from people, meaning if you're the type of person that borrows but doesn't give back, then you're now beholding on them. That's considered a form of bribery. Then Posel Lamed and Dina, you're not allowed to give judgments if you're constantly borrowing from people and you're not giving back to them that you're taking from people. You're not taking money that you keep. You're taking a borrowing. That's a problem. I say every judge, I'm sure there are Dayanim that borrow things from their neighbors, the answer is, but they give it back. As long as you, you have a relationship where you borrow and you lend, then it's fine. But if you're just borrowing, you're just taking. So the cash is, Rava would borrow from Bar Maroyoin. He would borrow from a certain household and he never returned the favor. So how doesn't that make Rava disqualified? He's taking. The answer is, Rava wouldn't borrow because he needed things. He borrowed to make them feel good. You know, if you have uh, Rechan Kievsky when he was alive, if he would say, hey, can I borrow a safer from you? You'd feel really good that he's borrowing. He's in. Rava would do this. He wasn't taking. He was actually giving to them. He knew what he was doing. He wasn't actually taking because he needed the item. He wanted to show chashivas to that person. I'm a Rava. It's like a, it's like a vart. My time in the Shaykhad. Why is Shaykhad so bad? Why is bribery so bad? Even the... Well, why is it, and this actually works hashkafa with my father said, but this is in the negative way. Why is Shaykhat so terrible? Is Kivan the Kabul is because when you take a bribe from someone, you feel close to him, and you become like one body. And a person, you never see negative in yourself, right? Nobody looks around in themselves. You're much more judgmental to other people than you are to yourself. Shaykha, when you take a bribe from someone, you become close to that person, you become like that person, and then you don't see negative in him either. My shaykha, even the word shaykha is shahu chad. We become one. That's shaykha. It's like a, it's like a vart. The Gemara continues. Now, over here till the end of the daf, it's going to list stories. Actually, before this, is actually, I like this little Gemara. The role of a rav. First of all, a, ju- a judge should never judge someone that he hates or that he loves. Because very simple. 
if you if you love someone, you'll never see any wrong in him. And if you hate him, you won't see anything good. And Amr Abaya Abaya adds, If he's liked by his kehila, it's not because he's such a nice guy. It's because he's not rebuking them enough. So there's a famous line from, um, from Abaya. And Amar Rava, Rava said, Rava said, before I used to get into becoming a judge, I thought everyone in my town liked me. Right? Because before you started, everyone likes you before. He says, But once I became a judge, I realized that, oh, some hate me and some love me, meaning... The ones that you find guilty hate you. The ones that you find innocent love you. But then, eventually when I realize that you start judging the same people, so you judge Moshe. Moshe, you find guilty, so he hates you. But then a week later he comes in for another court case and now you find him innocent. Now he loves you again. So Rava realized the people are fickle. If they love me, they all love me. If they hate me, they all hate me. Meaning, the answer is, sometimes they love you, sometimes they don't. They don't actually have strong feelings about you either way. It's just based on, <laughs> it's, it's a, what have you done for me lately, right? It's a, it's a, that's a, now from here until the end of the daf, we're just going to mention different cases of bribery and Madragas, again, this is to be an actual dayan, and a psal to be a dayan. So the Gemara says like this, take a bribe. It doesn't just apply to money. Bribing of words is also, meaning if the person says nice things to you in ways that is not normal, and he says hello to you, that's fine, everyone says hello to each other, but if he's overly complimentary, and you're getting... Emotional support is also considered a bribe. Because the Pasuk never says don't take money, it says don't take a bribe. Emotional bribe is also a bribe. What's the example? What's an example of emotional bribery? Shmuel was crossing a bridge. There was a certain person who came to Shmuel. And he like helped Shmuel walk across the bridge. Now I guess he wouldn't have done this normally. It's not like he saw an old man or a Rav, and helped him across. Like, he knew Shmuel, and he went specifically to help him, escort him across the bridge. And Amrle Shmuel said, what are you doing today? Like, what's your, what's your day plan? Amrle Dina Isla, he says, I have a court case, but you're, you're my, one of my judges today. So Shmuel said, I'm disqualified, I'm not taking your case. Because he felt that um, that was considered enough of a bribe. Now, um, I think the Cheshman is, although this is something that people do, Shmuel understood that he was doing this as a bribe. Meaning, if someone helps an old man walk across the street, then he realizes that happens to be his judge. That's not a bribe, because he would just do that for anybody. Shmuel understood from the context that he was Dafka doing it in order to curry favor. Another story. Amemar was sitting, judging a case. A feather flew and fell on his head. A certain man approached and removed the feather. He said, oh, look, you have this on your head. So like, it's like fixing the collar, like fixing someone's collar. What are you doing? I have a court case by you in a few hours. I'm disqualified. Again, all of these, they understood in context that they were doing it in order to like, oh, remember, I'm the guy who fixed the collar, or even subconsciously he wanted him to like him. Another one. Marukva was walking and there was spittle on the floor. 
Like uh, and someone stopped him from walking. I go, don't don't step there. Walk around. Asu gavra kase. A certain man covered the spittle so he wouldn't see it. Same thing, Marek was said, I'm puzzled to be a judge by you again because um, uh, he, he understood from context that, that he was trying to curry favor. Another example. A sharecropper would, he would, he leased the field and the payment was he would bring fruit. That was the deal. Uh, He's a sharecropper. So Shmob of Yaisi's field, he works the field, he leases the field, he doesn't pay rent, what he does is he pays a percentage of the fruit. So he brought, he would bring him a basket of fruit every Friday. Again, this is fruit that is his fruit, because it's his field. So one day he brought it on Thursday. Why bring it a day early? I have a, 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 law, a law case that you're judging. And I said, okay, let me bring it a day early. Lloyd Kovman, refused to accept it. Because he felt that because he was bringing it a day early, it was like, oh, here, here's, here's the fruit. Like, here's the fruit I'm bringing it to you a day early. He felt that that was his way of trying to get an emotional uh, edge. So Rishmob Rav Yossi said, He appointed a pair of Rabbanon to take over. And they were judging the case. And Rishmob Rav Yossi was listening to the case. Again, he's not on the court case. He's not a judge, but he's sitting there. Yeah, you understand the case. So the Gemara says, Rishmob Rav Yossi is walking past. He's walking around in the court case. He's constantly muttering to himself, if I was a sharecropper, this is what I would say. If I was a sharecropper, this is what I'd say. And he realized that that's how the power of bribery, that he was naturally trying to find reasons to help the sharecropper because he brought it a day early. And he said, you see from here, that's the power of a bribe. Omar, the souls of those who accept bribe should rot. I didn't take, first of all, he didn't take what was offered. And even if he accepted, it's his fruit. And he says, you still see that it was affecting me. is someone who just takes cash. So he says, that's the power of uh, bribery. I think it's like two more stories like this. The Gemara says, Rav Baralisha was a koyin. One of the gifts of Kehanim is that you're supposed to give him the first shearings of wool. So there was a person who brought shearings of wool to Rishma who's a Kayin. Amr Rishma is talking to him and he says, where are you from? Amr Meduch Plan, from such a place. So says, why did you come here? It's like, where are you from? He's like, I'm from Brooklyn. So why are you coming to Queens? There's no Kehanim in Brooklyn. You have to come all the way to me. So the person responded, Dina Islay, I have a case by you. And I said to myself, listen, he's a Kayan. I'm going anyway. Let me bring him the, my Kehanic gifts. Rishmah refused to accept it. And he said, I'm not judging by your case. Same story. He appointed a pair of Rabbanim to judge the case. And as they're reading, as he's walking past, he's saying to himself, he's muttering to himself, oh, I would, if, I, if I was the judging the case, I, I, would, I would say this. I would say this to help him. I would say this. Meaning he's constantly trying to find, subconsciously he's trying to find 
reasons to help that person. He says, you see the power of a bribe? I didn't accept it. Even if I accepted it, it would have been mine. It's Kahanic things. I'm a Kayan. I'm allowed to accept it. And still, I was affected. Those that are affected by bribes themselves. Uh, another case of bribery. A certain person brought Ravana in a baskin of fish. What are you doing? I have a case by you. And uh, this is my gift. So of course he didn't accept the gift. I'm not accepting and I'm not judging your case. Oh, so the man said to Ravana, I'm not actually, I don't, want, I don't want you to be my judge anyway. Rather, why am I giving it to you? I'm giving it to you because um, um, this is just a gift to Rabbonim. I, I just want to give a gift to Rabbonim. Meaning I don't actually want you to be the judge. I'm just giving a gift to Rabbonim. He calls it his Bikurim. It might be Kurim. Meaning I just want to, I'm giving a gift to Rabbonim. Titania. The pasuk describes them when they brought a gift to Elisha. They called it Bikurim. Now Elisha wasn't wasn't uh, a kain to accept Bikurim. So what's the answer? If you give a gift to Rabban, it's called Bikurim. So he shows up to a Rav. He says, "Here's the gift." He says, "I'm not accepting it. I'm not taking a bribe." He's like, "No, I don't want you to be a judge. I I, I just want to give a gift." Okay, so far that's that's, that's fair. I, I don't want to accept the gift. I wasn't going to accept it, but now I'll accept it. Shadu the commander of Nachman, having disqualified himself and accepting the gift, he sends the gift, he sends the case to Rav Nachman, and he says to Rav Nachman the following. But he wasn't Correct, but he but he but he still knows who to go to. Meaning he still ha- he's in charge of 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 the Bezdin. So the guy said, I don't want you to be the judge anyway. I just want to give you a gift. I want you to No, no, no. So so no, he he was in charge. That was his job, is he would set people up. So he said accept the gift. He said, Fine, I'm not gonna be your judge anyway. You don't want me to be your judge. I'll accept the gift as a Tamachacham. Go to Rav Nachman. And he sent the following message with Rav Nachman. please judge him. Because I'm I'm disqualified. Rav Nachman doesn't know the background. Nachman thinks this, I guess, just shows you the corruption of, of even the close to like Shaykhat. Rav Nachman hears there's a guy coming in and he says he 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 can't Rav Anan can't uh, Rav Anan can't uh, judge him. He's disqualified. Omar So Rav Nachman thought it must be he's a relative. He must be like Rav Anan's nephew. Right? Rav Anan says I can't judge him. I'm disqualified. It must be he's a nephew, a relative. Have a koyim dina diasmi kame. So Rav Nachman. Had a case in front of him of orphans, but Omar, go to the next page. Hi, I say, I say, I say, the cover odif. He said, he put a, the orphan case on hold. He said, although they're orphans, it's cover it's a relative of Ravanan. And he took his case first. And even went further than that. When the opponent saw the honor that was being bestowed on this person, that his court case was taken first, his arguments were blocked. So it shows you, I guess the point of the story is that, I guess it shows you that, that, that you have to be so careful that like it was a miscommunication that led to, like that still led to some 
shemets of a bribery. I will stop here. We'll pick it up. How careful to be in general, like for instance, like before Pesach, you give uh, you, you sell chametz to a, to a rob, and it's custom that you go ahead and people give give 